the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host Greg, and going to be with us shortly will be Paul. He's currently basking in the joys of being a grandfather. Last week we were off because he welcomed a new grandson into the family, and this week his daughter and her grand and her children, his grandchildren, came up for a visit. So he'll be joining us in a bit after he says his hellos and niceties, and he'll join us for a short amount of time. But until then, it's just me. It's all I got. It's only you and me, me and you, me and my mic, and then Paul in a bit. But let's get into it. We're not gonna we're not gonna just stop talking about sports because Paul's not here. Don't you worry. This is the sports stance. I'm going to give my stance on a big topic right now, Colin Kaepernick. That is right. He is making the rounds again. Three years later, four years later, however long it's been that he's been out of the league. It's coming all back, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, especially with players talking about kneeling. Everybody's talking about Kaepernick. Does he get another chance in the NFL? What will happen? What are the thoughts of everybody left side, right side? We're not going to get too political on this. We're just going to talk about what people said. We're going to start with the highest ranking person that said something to the head coach. The top being the president of the United States, Donald Trump, notoriously came out a few years ago saying, get those son of a bitches off the field if they kneel. Like, didn't want it at all. Even when all this started and everything was talked about kneeling again, he came out again saying, like, you don't kneel, you don't disrespect the flag, this and that. Well, yesterday, he had a change of tune. When asked about Colin Kaepernick and it's if he should have any sort of chance in the NFL again, even if he's going to consider kneeling, Trump had this to say. He said he should be given another shot if he has the ability to play in the NFL still. And also, when they said about the kneeling, he also said he should be given another shot with that. He didn't specifically say to the kneeling. He mentioned the kneeling and kind of just like passed through it. So not sure exactly if he feels that, how strong he feels still about that. But at least for right now, he thinks Kaepernick should get another chance. Just like Roger Goodell also said, he came out as well two days ago and said, I encourage a team to sign Kaepernick. Now, these are huge, huge changes in philosophy, mindsets of two guys who only a few years ago were very, very dug in on shouldn't kneel shouldn't be given another chance Goodell couldn't out loudly say it but it was very clear the NFL was blackballing Colin Kaepernick now of course there are going to be people that said he's not as talented he wasn't good enough to be in the league if Nathan Peterman is good enough to be in the league if Mike Glennon is good enough to be in this league if Easton Stick the Chargers quarterback third string obviously is good enough to be in this league Colin Kaepernick's good enough to be in the league. He led a team to the Super Bowl. You don't just, like, lead a team to that and then immediately drop off. He was one pass away from glory. And you you don't just drop off the earth like that. You at least go gradually from starter to backup. You don't just go from starter to out of the league. Unless you're Cam Newton, apparently, because, side note, how has nobody at all Signed Cam Newton. I get it. There are reports that said Cam wanted to be a starter wherever he goes. At some point, you might have to realize that's not going to happen because 
the teams that are going to compete already have their quarterbacks. The teams in the middle of the road that think they could slip into the playoffs already have their guys too. And the teams that kind of know they're going to not have a great year and probably are tanking to an unspecified way of doing it have their quarterbacks too that they know are either going to be mediocre rookies or Gardner Minshew. Sorry, Minshew mania. Sorry, Stash. I, I, it's true. You're not gonna Jag. You're not gonna be good if you are a Jaguars fan and listening to this. I am sorry. It's not gonna be pretty for you. But none of them are gonna sign Cam Newton as a starter. Cam is gonna have to go into a camp as a backup, and if somebody gets hurt, boom, he's starter. But if he wants to play in this league, he's gonna have to take the backup role. I mean, honestly, look at Teddy Bridgewater. Granted, two different situations. Two totally different type of career arcs for both of them. But when you think about it, he could still totally do it where he goes as a backup, comes in a few spots, plays well, and it seems like, you know what? We need to sign Cam as our starter. And it could change. Anyway, back back to what I was talking about. Back to my NFL takes and Kaepernick. So we have Goodell and Trump both changing ways, both saying, give him a chance, give him a shot, and we're going to see what happens. Then, yesterday, the Chargers coach, Anthony Lynn, came out basically saying every single team should have Kaepernick on their workout list. They should bring him in. They should test him out. He knows he's still good enough. He fits their style of play. And he said, I like the quarterbacks we have. But you can never have enough quarterbacks on the runway. A.K.A., from what it sounds like, we're probably not going to try him out, but I think other teams should. This message got very construed yesterday, by the way. First take, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman were both being like, that's what happens. Stephen A. said, like, both of them made it a race thing where they were both saying, like, it takes a black head coach to bring in a black player who was criticized for his protest for Black Lives Matter. But when you look at what Anthony Lynn said, he is not saying he's bringing Kaepernick in. He is saying he would, basically if he needed to, but he's happy with who he has on the team currently with Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, and Easton Stick, as I mentioned. So he was like, I'm good. But I do think it's interesting when you look at it his comments and everything yesterday stirring up a lot of things about the Chargers, maybe bringing in Kaepernick, because it was announced today by HBO that the Chargers will be the team for Hard Knocks this year. So obviously, Anthony Lynn drummed up just enough press to get them kind of noticed, kind of talked about, so where he can make this have announcement here, get eyeballs on it, because you know, now that he said it, Teams are definitely going to maybe think bringing Kaepernick, but the Chargers most definitely should, even if it's just for a tryout, for hard knocks. That episode will get eyeballs on it. People will watch it. NFL scouts will see it. It's a smart move. But again, he wasn't immediately saying they are going to try him out. He's just saying he fits our system. He said everything about their team that made sense that they were going to try him out. But he never actually said the words we're actually going to try Ka- Kaepernick out for the team. He never said it. Not once. So it's a very misconstrued message that got twisted up in the media. 
In the end, though, somebody should get Colin Kaepernick a chance. From what we saw at his pro day, whatever it was last year, that whole weird spiel in Georgia where he was supposed to be at the Atlanta facility and then they changed it last second and this and that, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. And honestly, with the change in perspective that people are now having on him and the protests and the kneeling, if he's going to get back into the league, it's going to be now. Plain and simple, it's going to be now. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that because it is an interesting situation. Not exactly sure where it will go. But who knows? Him, Cam, it's up in the air which one of those guys might get signed first at this point. Kaepernick might be more willing to be a backup. We talked about Cam wanting to be a starter. It's not always the case. You can't always be the star of your TV show in Cam's mind. Speaking of TV, 12 Ounce Sports is your home for the best live talk shows and sports broadcasts. You know you can catch my show and all others on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, but now you can watch it live on Zingo TV. Zingo TV is added 12 Ounce Sports to their long list of channels, And now if you're on your smart TV, just download the app and flip to channel 761 to catch all of your live 12-on sports programming plus replays. All you got to do is download Zingo TV and use the promo code 12OUNCE. That's 1-2-O-Z when signing up. It's that simple. Be sure to check it out and check out our latest blogs and podcasts as well on 12-Ounce Sports. All right, so now after all that, one quick magic button and Paul's going to join us in just a second. All right, so you heard my NFL take. You've heard my little commercial for Zingo TV. Always going to be joining us shortly. Here he is, fresh off a new grandson, like I mentioned. Fresh off of hellos and I love yous to his grandchildren who are visiting him after months long of solitude. Paul, you look happy. How are you? I am feeling great. It's a great place to be. New grandson, seeing my uh, grandson and granddaughter for the first time since the holidays and anxiously awaiting another grandchild and it it, it, it doesn't get better than seeing your grandchildren and your children so say, what a what great week kids? i've had missed <laughs> last week yeah but we did well i i was awake for about a 24-hour period and you were traveling to go relieve me of my duty <laughs> well that's what happens that's what family does so does. nice job stepping in and here we are right back at it right back at it and paul we are jumping in I just did my own personal little spiel for 10 minutes about Colin Kaepernick and Trump and Goodell. And apparently everybody's now like all happy-go-lucky and like, hey, Colin should be in the league. Any quick thoughts on that? Um, you know, I think a lot of people have done some soul searching and it really wasn't about what everyone thought it was about. And I think it really uncovered an awful lot of deep-rooted feeling in the country and people need to get over themselves. Yep. So it's a, you, it's a you sport, think. it's a job, and it's freedom of speech. And by the way, kneeling is a little bit more subservient than standing. So I don't know why the whole thing happened in the first place. Just well, yeah. saying. Never, never understood it, especially when you find out that a military man himself told Kaepernick, kneel instead of just sit. It's more respectful. But anyway, I think we can all agree, like Adele, even Trump and Anthony Lidson, Let's let's give him another chance. If he has the ability to play, he should be signed by somebody. And like I said in my rant before you joined me, I basically said there are some terrible backup quarterbacks and third string quarterbacks that I definitely know he's better than. 
So he probably should be on a roster. You know, he's going to do a team some great service by joining a roster. And I don't know if he's going to be a third string, second string, or take over somebody's job as first string. Um, if he's that good indeed, um, it would do a, a team pretty well in this time to make that move. And I can't wait yeah. to see who does it. Would be a good PR move. Speaking of PR and good press and things that people just talk about because they can. Madden just released their cover this week for their Madden 21. Lamar Jackson is the cover model, cover player. I don't really know how you describe it. I guess he's a cover player model because he's the man that landed the gig of being the star for Madden 21, coming off his MVP season. But with being the Madden player on the cover of the game comes a curse, a so-called curse. Now, if you look at the history of every guy that's been on it, usually up until a certain point, Things have not gone well with them. I'll give you some examples. Dante Culpepper was it in 2002. He played only 11 games through 13 interceptions, missed the last five games with a back injury. 2003, Marshall Falk had an ankle injury. He was out five games. 2004, Michael Vick had his fibula broken in the preseason, missed the entire season except the final five games. He had Donovan McNabb the following year get a sports hernia in 2005. Then in 2014, Adrian Peterson was suspended the entire season after being chosen as the Madden cover for child abuse charges. You know, fun <laughs> stuff. And then you had Gronk in 2017. Hamstring injuries hindered him the first few weeks. Then he got a big hit from Earl Thomas against the Seahawks. That kept him out a little bit. Then he ended up like a week later against the Jets getting pulled, needed back surgery, done for the rest of the year. So at that point, you're kind of looking at it going, this Madden curse, it might be a thing. But then you look at the final few seasons, starting with Tom Brady in 2018, one MVP lost in the Super Bowl. Then you have Antonio Brown, crazy, but he actually played the season he was on the cover. He was the top wide receiver in the league, led the league in touchdowns, catches, all that fun stuff. Patrick Mahomes, was it last year, won the Super Bowl. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's a question mark, but it leads me to Paul to say, is the curse real or did somehow like Tom Brady start the breaking of the curse? Cause of course, who else would be the one that turns somehow a curse around? I am not a believer in curses. Um, Video game believe, curses, especially. I believe it's fate. <laughs> <laughs> and I think things happen for a reason, but injuries in football, really somebody's going to be shocked. They're out there killing each other. So I, but I, it's always the cover guy that gets a serious injury or a serious a thing or child abuse. <laughs> child abuse is a little bit that's that's a little bit scary and and frankly um, unacceptable. But injuries in football happen every day. I know it wasn't because he was on the cover. He was one of how many injured players that season? How do you know it wasn't because he was on the cover though? Um, I don't know. I guess I just, I guess I don't know that, but I'm not a thing about. I, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in a lot of things, as you know, and I'm not yeah, going to say it. Believe in weird know. things. Well, I do wear my tinfoil hat during thunder and lightning storms, and when I think the aliens are coming. Yeah. But you know what I don't believe in. Yeah, we're not going to get into we're not getting into moon landings or things like that. Space force, right. all that stuff. We're leaving it behind. Is, I do not believe. I 100% don't believe. But I do see these sports figures doing these routines and they like well, baseball players are the worst for it but 
you know, I know that there are certain meals served before a football game and snacks in the locker room. We talked about earlier in the year, the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, it, it, yep. certain sports teams. I get it. And they have their, their superstitions. I, if God, he can't, let, he cannot let that get in his head. Just play the game. I'm very surprised you didn't just praise Tom Brady as being the curse breaker. I was kind of setting you up for that and you didn't even take it. So I'm kind of proud of you. Well, this week I did see him in that uniform for the first time. And, and it kind I, of know, changed something. Listen, I didn't tweet about it. I didn't do anything. He doesn't tweet look as good in that uniform. Twitter. He doesn't look as good. I didn't take to Twitter on it. Um, Excuse me. He actually looks pretty damn good in that black uniform or whatever color it's called. <laughs> I wish I looked that good when I was 42. That I even I as a non Tom Brady supporter was like, all right. I didn't like him on the Patriots, but he looks pretty, pretty slick in that black uni. <laughs> All right, Greg, we've talked about this. You hated Tom Brady until he left the Patriots. Yeah, because then he started talking and being a normal person. I think it was more about Bill than it was about Tom. So, it's hey, about Bill. God love him. And uh, boy, I'm looking at these predictions. That he's going to have a terrible season. His record's going to be awful, blah, blah, blah. Hey, listen, until he gets on the field and plays, I, I got to tell you, I wish I, I wish I could watch his games. Also, in all honesty, he has it. If they run the same offense the Patriots run has run all these years, quick release type things and quick passes, he actually has offensive weapons to throw to that are going to be much better. So it doesn't even matter. I can't if, believe he would sign for a team where he didn't have a say in in the plays. Oh, he'll I, get he'll get his. I say. think he's going to be running that offense. I mean, Bruce Arians is a offensive-minded coach anyway, so I'm sure he'll be happy for the most part with what he presents him, but. I assume there will be some New England style of pass type plays where basically it's cover the underneath. You beat the Patriots. That's what it always has been. And nobody's been able to do it. Well, because they never had deep threats. I now think, he does. Uh, it's going to, how did we get here? I don't know. Cause I, I know said about Brady breaking the curse, Brady, but oh, Madden curse. curse. So it's do we think, Matt, do we think Lamar Jackson will be hurt this year? Or do we think he actually stays relatively healthy all year long and has nothing weird? no, Odd allegations brought against him. No suspensions for off-field issues. I think he stays healthy. I think this year the curse goes back into play because Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. And just like Michael Vick in 04, who broke his right fibula, running quarterbacks, automatically higher risk of getting injured. I think he gets hurt, but I don't think it's long season. I think it's like out for three games, but then people will claim the curse happened. Do you watch those running quarterbacks and cringe and think, what are you doing? Yes, because when mine did it in the playoffs this year, he got hit dirtily from behind by Clowney and was out for the rest of the game. Is that a word, dirtily? It's not, but it is for the show. I like it. Dirtily to, is a new word. Way to point that's, out. That's a bigly word, dirtily. It is a bigly word. And I I, I know many words. I have the best words. You have the best words. You do. Dirtily. I think you have the second best words. <laughs> Dirtily is <laughs> by far a great word. But yes. All right. So you don't think there's going to be a Madden curse this year. I think there's a chance. It's a slight chance. It's a small curse, like a twisted ankle curse. But overall, would you say in the grand scheme of curses, do you think there's a voodoo man behind the Madden cover that's possessing these players and injuring them? No. All right. I don't either. I just think it's been a freak coincidence for the most part. And a lot of the curses instances have just been players having down years or just not living up to the standards that they had for years in the past. But everybody deserves a down year and it happens. 
Some of the injuries are odd, yes. But when you look at it, a lot of the guys that got hurt are in positions that you're going to get hit a lot. Running backs, quarterbacks. It just takes one twist. You're done. I just think injuries are accidents and accidents happen. I just hate to see it happen. And when these guys, I get it, they're young and, you know, Tom Brady isn't going to do that because he physically can't and he'll get crushed. But you see some of these young guys and they're brave and they're bigger than the world and yikes. I I just hope they keep it under control and the coaches can keep them under control. I do too. Now, speaking of keeping things under control, it's a good transition word to use. The MLB is not keeping things under control. That is why the MLB as a whole this week, Paul, is going to get the, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? (laughs) And I do it that way specifically because it gets you to chuckle. One day I'm just going to get like somebody else, like a random person to record that, that none of us know. And it's just going to be even better because I'll just click a button and it'll pop out of nowhere. Loving it. But the MLB as a whole has fallen flat on their face. We have talked about this for weeks. We even took a week off and we probably still talked about it in our sleep because of just how bad the MLB is handling this whole negotiating process. It took up until I think a day or two ago for Tony Clark, the head of the MLBPA, and Rob Manfred to meet in person to talk about everything. They have been negotiating for three months trying to get a season started. They just had the two heads come together. That just became a good idea. That happens a lot, getting the, you know, trying to work out the deal. And I think the owner's side tried to ramrod it down their throats. And I think they just put up the brick wall. Listen, I think they're making more enemies than they're making friends on both sides. Well, both sides. And then this past week have released statements, basically criticizing the other side, not practicing negotiations in good faith. And then this is what happened yesterday. The owners proposed, okay. We will give you 60 games, 100% prorated salary. So that is 40% basically of a player's salary for the season, paid in full. Basically, every game they get paid for every game they play. 60 games, season's end September 27th, which is kind of the date that everybody needs to be done by to get into a playoffs to not have it go into November. Because according to Dr. Fauci, he said they shouldn't even be playing into October, but it's baseball. You can't kind of not have October, October baseball. They're expanding the playoffs, so each side has eight teams. They're doing all these different things, bonuses in the playoffs. More teams are making it, so more guys have a chance to make more money. You would think after the players, the day. so we're going to go back two days. So yesterday that proposal was put out. The day before, players were tweeting, just tell us when and where. When and where, we will show up, we will be there, we will play. News comes out today, we want 70 games. The players come out being like, we want 70 games. What happened to the when and where, Paul? What happened to the when and where? Don't say one thing and then just be like, hey, public, but actually, no, we're saying no to that deal, even though we said basically we'll take anything at this point. We want more. Ugly greed. Both sides, I think. It's Ugly just like, greed. I, it's, you know, look at the NBA. Well, we'll talk about that, but yeah. I, I got to tell you, I don't know. I It is 100% about the money, not it is. about the American dream and good luck getting a contract next year endorsements. I I don't know. I think they just got to get it together and move on for people to forgive them and start the sport. And I think people will, but this is just rubbing salt in the wound. There are people sitting home waiting for the game to start who haven't gone to work in months 
mm-hmm. can't get food on the table. And these knuckleheads are just, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's bothersome. And it stands out more than any other negotiations. It, you know, there's some silly stuff going on. And, but, it, you know, the others of both sides are trying to get to the common middle. And I don't know. I, it's, here we go. Baseball is going to be hockey. All over. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a ridiculous move. Both sides basically trying to bash the other in the public eye. Doesn't make either side look good. Doesn't make players look good, especially the tell us when and where, and then coming back with a 70 game proposal. I don't know if they're looking for 65 games. I don't know if that's like the end game goal. If that's the end game goal, say make it 65, 100% pro rate it. We're there. We're done. Let's do this. We're in. Because if that's the deal that they're trying to get, I I mean, fine. But is 10 more games really going to make a difference in the grand scheme of things? Not for, for the pl- poor bugger making entry level, but the guy making 35 million. <laughs> I guess, make- but like you're, it's, everything's relative. It's getting closer to you'd be up 45% of your salary instead of 40% kind of, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. The the bickering, the back and forth, it's killing the game. Rob Manfred has this like lost control of this whole situation. You have reports coming out that there are 8 to 10 owners basically saying, don't even care if there is a season. Like We don't even have to have a season. Which also, it's like, you're an owner of an MLB team. You should at every single cost to you want to have a season. Like, if you can't understand the basically the destruction this will cause for the game, you shouldn't be an MLB owner. If money is your whole mindset and not the fan, not the game itself and growing the game, sell the team. The average MLB fan is 57, according to a report, which is up seven years from the last time they did it, which the average age was 50. You got to get the number moving the opposite direction. The game dies if it keeps going up. The game lives if it keeps going down. It's simple, basic understanding of how fandom and keeping a game alive works. Look at baseball in, in the hole. Trying to, you know, try to change a rule in baseball. Try to make it a quicker, more exciting game. They are just stuck in the mud. And, you know, this is just more of the same from baseball. Yep. And, and frankly, the commission has got to go. This is one of those things that if the season gets canceled, a lot of people think that his head will be on a stick pretty soon and can't say I'm going to blame him. I mean, he is making Bud Selig, who was great as a commissioner for the most part. He did a lot of fantastic things, but towards the end was not so good. People really started to kind of turn on Bud Selig. They're making him look like he was the cream of the crop type commissioner and... Rob Manfred was supposed to help the game go into that younger age division, and he is he's not done it at all. And this is just hurting. Yes, players are responsible too. Coming back with another counteroffer. Take the 60 games, take the hundred pro-rated salary, all that, and just be done with it. Just get on the field, play the game. I get that there's money that can be made and all this, but work to be one of those eight teams that make the playoffs. You get an extra bonus money if you do that. Like I, that's yeah. So I I think both sides. I'm I, I don't know to have the two heads get together so late in the game. Yeah. No pun intended. Especially with apparently both it's not crazy. having the power the other one thinks they kind of did. Like apparently the fact that Rob Manfred I think after yesterday's whole sixty game proposal kind of was gonna be like the wipe my hands clean. This is all done now. We can move on past this. Especially if the guy Tony Clark agreed to it. 
and was like, yeah, that's good. I'll take it to the players. We should be good. Clearly then also you would have to look at Tony Clark as the head of the MLBPA would have apparently no feel for what the players actually want if he thought that was going to work since they came out with 70 games. Out of touch, right? So they have basically about three days, I think, to figure this out. If they don't figure it out, I'm I'm totally fine at this point not having an MLB season, which is sad because baseball is my favorite sport. But at this point, if everybody's going to kind of be half-assing it and bitchy about it the whole time, I don't want it. I, I'm done. I, I can live without the season this year. Yeah. Uh, the way they've done it, it's, it's soured the taste. It's just, it, who needs it? There's yeah. so much negativity in the world. We don't need more out of baseball. So how about respect for the fan? So the next time one of those baseball owners gets out there and makes an, a, a speech when they win the World Series about thank the fans, okay, you screwed us last year and we yeah. didn't get kissed and you're going to thank me this year? Yeah. Pound sand, buddy. Lower Low the ticket prices. Thank me that way. Yep. Make yep. it so I can take my whole family to a game and not figure out which kid I'm going to sell the car like the to get there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who was the best this week? Who liked dad the most? Timmy. Timmy was really nice to me this week. You, little Susie Q, were a B. So you're not coming. <laughs> like, That's about it. That's essentially you know, how it Try to get a family up. game. You, we've been. It's, yeah. it's prohibitive. Yeah, it's very hard. You have to basically go like, I want one game. What game? Oh, um, they're facing the worst team. Those tickets should be cheap. <laughs> so yeah, thank the fans that way if we come back. Now, if the game if, comes if back. They, if they settle this thing tomorrow morning and they're playing a season, I can forgive it. Yeah. But this is just Stop dragging it out. Stop. Stop basically. You're basically a couple having a fight out in public and making everybody turn against both sides. So they're playing it out in the media. Never a good idea when people are hurting. Nope. And you're making millions. We're talking millionaires. Most of them, except the entry-level guys. I, I, they, these poor buggers just want to play baseball and make yeah. some money. Oh, my God, I made a team. And then we have people that were poverty-level, and now what are they doing? I, I just, it's it's yeah. disgusting, frankly. They MLB, should be ashamed of themselves. MLB is in a room, but they're not reading the room that they're in. You're right. Perfectly put. They're the person at, like, the grieving place where it's like somebody just gets up and goes, I just lost my like whole family to a massive wreck and like car accident. And everyone's like, Oh my God, that's horrible. And they stand up and they go, you think that's bad. My goldfish just died. Um, I think the people are out of sympathy. And that was I a think, perfect analogy. I think <laughs> it, it, it is. It's, it's silly. It, uh, Greg, you truly have great perspective on these things. And for you, the one of the biggest baseball fans I know to be at the end of your rope with them. Yeah, it's just getting frustrating. It's like, touch. There's no way that you, it shouldn't have been figured out by now. You've hey, had you months. Tomorrow, why don't you and I go to one of the stores that just opened and spend $100 on a jersey? Fat yeah. chance. Exactly. Right? My producer, if you didn't hear, it sounded way more excited about that than we would be. <laughs> I thought... For- my producers are all making footsteps upstairs. Exactly. One's the other's foot, footsteps. All right. Well, that's enough of MLB because, oh, no, baby. What is you doing? Uh, they get every one of them. Yeah. All in one lump sum. A whole lump sum. We're going to move on to a little more lighthearted thing. The NBA came out with what's going to be happening in this Orlando bubble that they're creating. 
And Paul, I'm not going to lie. It's, it sounds kind of nice. Like I, I might want to take a vacation there if I can. Well, they're not going to let you in clearly. Well, I, I did request, I sent out a tweet yesterday saying if there's any NBA team that needs a deep, 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 deep bench player or like a water boy to like just tag along, I'm game. Because after seeing the amenities that come with going here to play basketball, I mean, I'm going to ask you at the end of this, I'm going to tell you a few. And at the end of this, I'm going to ask you what it would take if, if in a certain situation to live there for like a year. So the NBA came out with their list yesterday, and here's just a few things that players are going to be getting while they stay inside this bubble. 24-hour concierge service the entire time, game rooms, bowling, golf, fishing, private restaurants, salon services, movie screenings for new movies, DJs, because why not party with your teammates, I guess, yoga sessions, and there's like a few other things. Basically, though, the catch is they all are going to potentially have to wear these rings that kind of detect if you have COVID symptoms that can detect it 90% accuracy, which is pretty good. Kind of cool. I feel like it's a weird tracking system also that's going to be implemented and be the downfall of our country. But who knows? We don't know that. They're trying out an NBA player. They're going to put chips in our necks. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be chips and everything. Um, and then, by the way, if you keep hearing a thud, there is something under the seat I'm sitting in that I keep accidentally kicking. I don't know what it is. I think it's okay. a box of some sort. Thank you for sharing. I keep hitting it, so I hear the sound. So <laughs> anyway, but they also have to practice social distancing and wear masks. So that is part of the catch. But after hearing those amenities, it sounds like a pretty sweet, sweet time. <laughs> so the family's in the compound. I think so. So... I would go if my family's in the compound. But then think about it. Yeah. You get a day off because somebody's getting married. A grandparent passes away. None of that can happen. Listen. Well, it's three months or so that's going to be happening. And then obviously the season ends. Grandma that raised me. I'm sorry you died, but I'm playing basketball. Well, also, don't forget, as the playoffs and everything go on, it's going to be a smaller amount of people that are there overall. So it leads me to the question, and I got to ask, all these amenities, yeah, if you make it to the end, you're, you're going to be there for at least three months. But if you were offered $10 million to live here with your immediate family for a year, you can't go and see friends and other fam- extended family, your immediate family and you. So whoever lives in your household, so that'd be you, your wife, and your dog. $10 million, one year. Do you think you could do it? Nope. <laughs> $10 million? Nope. I mean, I think for a year I could do it. I don't have any family member in dire health right now. So I think in that situation, take the year. Get the $10 million, your kids are set. I might. You're in a different situation than I am. I know. But even still, 24-hour concierge, all I have to do is go and play like golf and play some basketball. And I get movies. I get private restaurants, which means probably decent chefs at least because if I'm a professional athlete especially, like you have a bunch of things that are going to make this year much, much easier for you. 
Plus, you're staying at like the nicest or like Disney hotels if you're one of the better teams. The way they structured the hotels is kind of funny because if you're top seed, you're in like the Grand Destino, which I think is like the nicest hotel. And then it's the Grand Floridian gets like the middle seed. And if you're bottom seed, you're at the Yacht Club. Here are the days in. <laughs> yeah. You're in a Motel 6. There's like, days Disney. Why are, we, why are we even trying to have you here? <laughs> like you're just I here think, for fun. I don't want to do it. We're in a different place. I just saw my grandchildren for the first time since the holidays. And I can tell you, not happening. I'm not taking the money. But then think about this. You could leave each of your grandchildren a little over a million dollars. I don't want to. I want to see them. I see how it is. You don't. You don't care about your hey, listen, You guys are going to split my estate and enjoy the coffee. To <laughs> <laughs> say, um, guys, how do we split a penny? How, how does that? How does that happen? Do we put it in Somebody one of those machines? Off. Do we do one of those machines where it flattens it and then we divide it? Is that how that works? We make it say something nice and then we just hack it all up and we all wear it like a necklace. There you go. Mm. I am I am rich with family. Oh, that's adorable. And that's what makes that's what makes a difference. It does make a difference. Well, Paul, if you're not going to live there and make ten million dollars, hey, wait a minute. Do I get to be six foot seven? Sure. In this situation, and an incredible athlete for a year. But and then after that, 26? you revert back to yourself. I don't want to be. I don't want any of that. All right. Well, Paul, since you're not going to make the ten million dollars by living there for a year, and you're not an NBA player. Let me give you a way you can make some money, and that's with my bookie. Because before I get to the next topic, I got to tell you guys about my bookie. Sports are coming back, and if you want to get in the action, my bookie is the place to be. They're going to match your deposit up to $1,000 when you use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS when signing up. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. When you sign up, you don't want to miss your chance to cash that ticket during the NHL and NBA playoffs with help from your friends at 12OUNCESPORTS. Again, use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS when signing up to get your deposit matched up to $1,000 on my bookie. Awesome. All right. It sounds so get professional. Right <laughs> Got to love how we just blatantly then congratulate ourselves for reading an ad read properly. Nice Wouldn't job. it be us if we did Anyway, so moving on from the NBA and its bubble, because we're not going to talk about Kyrie Irving and how he basically is a drama queen and was like, in a group chat, made some comments. Apparently, those comments got revealed. And then he left the group chat. And who knows if he's even going to show up to this bubble. Because it might be round, but he believes it should be flat. And if you don't get that joke, it's because Kyrie Irving is a flat earth believer, people. No way. Yeah. That's you sad. Think, you know, right? He must never have been on the moon and seen the vision back. How did I... I set you, you up for it. I didn't even like realize I set you up for it. Well, listen, there's going to be sad. outliers on any of this stuff, and everybody has an opinion. If you don't want to play, don't play. I get it, and move on. Someone else will play. Someone else will get your endorsement. Good luck to you, pal. Well, he's the other thing is he's already made his millions. Like he is, he could retire now, and he has millions already in the bank, and he has shoe deals, and he's made a movie, like. He's not hurting for money. Whereas me, if I'm a deep, 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 deep bench player, I want to get that extra money. <laughs> sure you do. And he's not hurting now, but they live the lifestyle and they spend the money. 
we've talked about it before. Some of these guys retire broke. And yeah. I don't know. I do know how it happens because they're knuckleheads and they spend money on silly things. I don't think he's one of those types, though, actually. I think he's actually pretty smart with his money. Yeah. And I think the guys, especially guys that have like shoe deals and everything, I think tend to be smarter with their money. A lot of the guys that go broke are like the third star or fourth star on a team back in like the 90s and early 2000s when money was getting thrown out to the non-big stars. But those guys were like, oh, I'm going to be a star forever. And they're star for two years. Yeah. And I think some of those deals and, you know, a sneaker deal is buying $129 sneakers when you can't buy mashed potatoes. Yeah. I think this is, you know, this thing is rippling down to America at its core. They got to get off their soapbox. They got to get off their high horse. I mean, all for players giving them back and helping out and giving back, but certain things like baseball, especially crying poor, isn't going to work right now. Nope. Anyway, hey, listen, if you don't want to wear a ring because it, you know, it's Big Brother. Or if you don't want to bowl, I mean, at least they're going to play. And they're, yeah. they're getting a means to an end. These other guys can't get past the money. I, I, I can't stand it. Cannot stand it. They need to look at their fellow sports players. And there are some outliers that aren't going to play or do what and, and grandstand a little bit. But this is the entire league. They're out yeah. of their minds. They are. They must have one collective gun shooting themselves in the foot. They're all holding on to the electric fence and not letting go. That would be a great cartoon with all of them lined up with all of the gun at their point. If only we could draw. That would be good if you could have a gun in a cartoon. That's probably not a good idea either. No, probably not right now. Um, anyway, speaking of, well, I guess not a good idea. For people on a physical level, somebody like you and me shouldn't consume more than probably like one or two hot dogs like at a time. Ooh, here we go. Oh, I know. But there are some people in this world who have a special gift to consume multiple hot dogs and shove wieners down their throats like nobody's business. Oh, it just makes me nauseous. I haven't even I haven't even fully said it yet. The Nathan's Hot Dog Contest will go on, people. Don't you worry. They're going to be like a boss this week. Like a boss! And they're going to have their competition. That is right. Nathan's contest gets the like a boss this week, Paul, because honestly, if you can shove more than five hot dogs down your throat in like a 10 minute span, you're kind of a boss. You're a disgusting boss, but you're kind of a boss. How quick do they come out? Pretty quick. <laughs> How quick do they come out? Yeah, they. You, I'm pretty they sure that. Show them ralphing in the barrel when they're done eating. You can't. I think you have to keep it down for a certain amount of time. Yeah, there's a time limit and that time limit comes up. And listen, you don't. Put 112 Whoa. hot dogs down your pie hole and keep them in there. Just picturing like whole 50, <laughs> like Nathan's hot dogs is now flying. Out? Oh, I don't want to. giant hot dog blob. Uh, I don't want to imagine it coming out on either end. It terrifies me. I hear they have to be 20 hot dogs apart. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, kind of. But instead of the average 15-person field and obviously hundreds of spectators, thousands of spectators, there will be no spectators this year. And there will only be five competitors for both the men and the women. Of course, Joey Chestnut's going to be there. And some of the other main competitors, I, the other guy's name is slipping my mind. That's kind of been his main com- competition, which if you look at it, not that much of a competition anymore. Joey Chestnut's like clearly above 
He's clearly a wiener and a half above everybody else, I would say. I don't know how you prepare. And we've talked about it ad nauseum, but we did the first time you did the show. Stretching, yeah. I, absolutely. I believe it was Fourth of July. Yeah, there was right? fireworks in the background. It was lovely. We had the audience, the live audience that day. And and, and I gotta tell you, it's it I was nauseated then. We talked about the Twinkie contest and all the crazy things people eat. But how do you stretch your stomach to get that much if you put them all on the plate and that giant blob goes in your stomach? It's I don't like, know. Ugh. It, There's it no really, natural way for that to come out. No, it's it's disgusting, but I give them credit. I mean, they do it, and they do. At least Joe Chestnut does it at a very, very high level. But yeah, they're gonna go on with it. All I can say is, my only hope is I don't know if they've confirmed this or not. Is the guy that does the announcing of each person eating, like that comes out beforehand, is like, and now coming out. And, like, does a whole little, like, introduction like he's a sports announcer, but, like, gets a little more, like, fun with it. I hope as long as that guy's included, we're all good. He might come in via Teams meeting. I don't care how he comes in. I just want him introducing the people. That's it. Do you think it's a good idea to still have the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? Because it's kind of like one of those things I feel like now it's just kind of symbolic with the 4th of July. Like, it has to happen or else it doesn't feel like the holiday. I would do it. I mean, okay, now let's think. If I live in Georgia and the contest is in California, how do I get there? I'm flying on a plane. You know, there's some considerations. So if you're driving, you're leaving now. I guess you practice eating your hot dogs on the way. Throw your wrappers out the window, and I do think they should do it. Well, they're going to, and that's the good news. That's why they get the like a boss, because honestly, we need one thing in this world during all of this. It's the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. We need to see people shoving. The question, actually, I guess should be now. Who, who's, how is Nathan's providing that many hot dogs? Because, like, aren't, like, half the pork plants that, like, make those type of things shutting down? Yeah, but I heard, you know what I heard? There's a lot of dogs and cats missing. Oh, God. Don't eat. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't write to Greg. T- tweet at Paul at... What one eight hundred Greg? What is he doing on your show? <laughs> no, I there are pork plants shut down, but it's the byproducts. All right. Well, I guess they'll figure it out. Where there's a will, there's a way to shove wieners down your throat. Ugh, and they drink water and to some of them the do like Powerade. Some of them do other Ooh. things. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Ugh. know how they do it either. Okay. What do you do but, the weeks ahead to stretch your stomach? Just drink tons of water or eat marshmallows? What do you do? I don't know. If you had to put a number on it, though, put out of the mind of how you're weird with food. Because you are odd about food and all that. That's the end of the year. I know. Well, I think if my son is literally you. He's weird about his food and things touching and crumbs. and. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. It's all right. I guess if he turns out to kind of be like you, it's not the worst thing in the world. but He'll have a big heart. Oh, what you did? You just compliment yourself. I did. I have a big eye. I'm <laughs> the nicest guy I know. Just she, ask me. She got that medically checked. <laughs> I did. I have a certificate. Oh, that's good. Anyway, if you had to put a number on it, despite your not wanting to probably make yourself sick, if you had to think, how many realistically hot dogs and buns could you eat? in 10 minutes if you were starving like hadn't eaten for like a 24-hour period in 10 minutes mm-hmm. four and enjoy it 
<laughs> you're just you're gonna casually eat. So yeah, they're eating boiled hot dogs, which also kind of grosses me out. Yeah, I only know one person that likes hot dogs that way. I know that grilled is harder to chew, and but I don't know. I don't want to eat that many hot dogs, so I I would say five. And I don't want to eat the buns. Oh, you went up one. You went from four to five. I did say four and originally enjoying. Five, I was a stretch. Five competitive. In a minute. I'd be full after three. I'd force the fourth one in. I think I realistically could get to seven or eight. Because if you eat them quickly at the beginning, because isn't it like there's something in the brain that yeah, it takes 20 like minutes. 20 minutes or something like that? Yeah. So I think realistically, I could get like eight in me in a 10 minute span. I'd get sick probably immediately after. But I think eight is where I'd put it at. Because I can eat hot dogs pretty quickly. I don't think I've, I can I could, I've had like two or three hot dogs within like a five minute span before not thinking about it. And then I'm like, oh, I, I shouldn't eat anything else. So I, I would want those top slice rolls that are thinner and lighter. I don't know. I don't want it. I don't want to eat that many hot dogs. Well, that's fine. I was just—it's a hypothetical. I'm not going to make you do this. Don't worry. Now, if you I get to stress. burn my hot dog on the grill and toast my roll and have relish and onions and ketchup and mustard, I'll eat two and be very happy. What if the hot dogs were spiraled out? Do you think that would make it easier for you to like eat the quicker? Yeah, like how you've seen those before. No, because that becomes garbage. You know me, and <laughs> you. Mean- that would be like eating it out of a trash barrel. <laughs> Don't touch my food before I do, and I'll be okay. If I think you touched it, I'm not eating it. Nice. <laughs> I want the waiter to come to my table with a garbage bag, head to toe, and gloves. I know you too. Gross. Uh, you eating is a spectacle sometimes. So out in the out in the world, they're called dirty water dogs, right? You get one of those hot dog trucks, they sit in dirty water for weeks. But I only know one person that likes that type of hot dog, and it's your son. Ugh. I don't know. I can put a few things on a hot dog and enjoy it, but ugh, the thought of having more than three in front of me kind of grosses me out. I know it does. That's why I kind of wanted to give you the hypothetical to see how you'd react. I can do the all beef. I like how you're now specifying the types that you think you can do. And a gluten-free roll and some relish. <laughs> well done. And when I say well done, if you think it's done for me, cook it for another minute. I know. You've, you've, you do that with a lot of your food. I am a well-done kind of guy. Well Except with steak. Toast. You don't do well-done steak. No, I like I like my steak just yeah. cooked. Yeah, you like it like that medium rare, closer yep. to rare sometimes. I'm getting pretty darn good at it. I should yeah. have 25 years. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> 25. You, you make yourself younger than me. <laughs> you mean you started cooking when you were 40? Yeah. <laughs> You didn't do quick math there, did you? No, I don't. I didn't do well in math. All my yeah. math teachers had alcohol in their cup. Oh, nice. And I hope they're listening because we knew. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope your teachers who are probably in their 90s, if they're alive. I'm dead. You said that a little vindictive. You kind of sounded like pleased about that. They're well, dead. Some of them I have to do that to tell you. I did a happy dance. Well, that's a topic for another time. We're going to move on to one last topic. Thinking about Talking about things that have been forgotten, it seems like. The NHL. Who? They, exactly. They've made a plan. It's like being put into the works. Since they came out a few weeks ago saying, this is what we're going to do, there's been like no conversation. Nobody's talking about the NHL playoffs actually happening. 
there are podcasts and shows that are hockey based specifically that do talk about it. Some of them you can find on 12 on sports, but for the most part, major networks are kind of like glossing over the fact that their NHL playoffs going to happen. Nobody's talking about where they're happening, the plan specifically, how it's all working for them. It seems like that's all just been forgotten. So lend us the question of, do people outside of like true hockey fans care that there's actually going to be NHL playoffs until they're actually on the screen in front of them? So when I watch hockey, it's the playoffs. And it's out of the corner of my eye if I happen to find one of the, out of my 700 channels, find a game. Or the local team. And I, I, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it's hardcore hockey fans are going to watch. Well, I think they're going to watch and talk about it leading up to it. I think the casual fan only will care once it's on their TV. Yep. And, and they're excited about it. They're not going to be hardcore. They're going to say, okay, that, that was fun. Move they're going to be flipping put- through and find it and watch it for 10 minutes and then watch something else, come back to the third period. Because until the third period, half the time it seems like the game doesn't matter. At least that's coming from a casual hockey fan that really only watches like you do for the yep. playoffs. And maybe they should do, like you said, um, another one of your great ideas. They should mic up the players. But then, of course, you got to have the seven, this, the button. Yeah. Because I'm sure, you know, that's colorful. Some of them you probably wouldn't be able to understand because it would be like Canadian accents and like European players probably cursing in like Slovakian. I stayed away from that. I But I agree with you. I was going to say it and I, I let you. So good for you. Thank yeah, you. I believe. I try. The Swedish, I'm always there to support the sweet gersty bursty good <laughs> but i think hopefully a for all our swedish fans that wasn't <laughs> i hope that wasn't uh, a bad word it's funny because we act like we have swedish fans we do oh yeah yes you met them <laughs> don't you have swedish fish i'm eating some right here i actually do have swedish fish i got some this week nice right? jacks? I, I do have cracker jacks but i don't eat those i saved them for a very special person that you are the best. You think I mean my wife, but I mean I mean you. Oh, you're my favorite. I know I am. I mean, do any of your other in-laws have you on their podcast as a host? Didn't think uh, so. Um, no, none of them. Exactly. None of them. But they always faithfully with, because they love you. I'm sharing you with the world. You're the man. And the world gets to be shared with you. This is a Kodak moment. Oh, don't cry, though, because we're going to wrap up the show and I can't have it. All right. I'm loving it. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anyway, Paul, I Was will that say... copyrighted? By the way, do you... <laughs> it might be. By the way, just like how we just went off the rails talking about the NHL, we've completely forgotten we were talking about the NHL. <laughs> so it clearly shows so, how easy it is to forget about it. That... Five minutes is exactly how America feels about hockey. I was talking hockey with Greg and Paul, and we kind of forgot we were talking about hockey. But on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Paul, you have some grandchildren to go snuggle, cuddle, probably a puppy too, because your dog is very attached to you, I learned from the past week from watching her. But thank you for taking the time, prying your way away from those tiny little hands. It was probably not that hard because, again, they're tiny. They're not that strong. So I, 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 I got to tell you, it's been an emotional day. Well, again, don't blubber, please. Like, be professional. 
<laughs> I can see, I, I can, I can see the welling already of the eyes. So we're gonna wrap this up. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Thanks for coming on late into the game, but you still made it to the game. Like basically, you were unlike the players, you made it for ninety percent of the game. They should take a listen, take a watch, and figure it out. They should. Excellent, excellent perspective. So, Paul, thanks again for joining me. My name is Greg. This has been both of our stance on sports topics for the sports stance. Stay safe. Have a good one. For all the dads out there listening, have a good Father's Day. Especially you, Paul. Have a good one. We will talk to everybody next week. And if we don't, that that may mean another baby came into the world. Who knows? We'll see. We're on the clock. Hope so. Fingers I'm, crossed. I'm, I'm, I'm on the clock right now. You are. By the way, we all are. I'm having a baby in July. I'm on the clock. <laughs> You're the man. Like how that was a little, little added at the end. Anyway, again, my name is Greg. Paul, thanks again for joining. This has been the Sports Dance. Stay safe. Have a good one. Like I said before, see you next week. The Sports Dance.